it's time to raise the roof for our 54th episode, our newest regular season episode. Boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about in this newest episode. Right now, it is me, Alex, and Bree, Evan, and Gibby are both either drunk or getting drunk. Well, you didn't pause before you said Brie, Evan, or Gibby. Just let it be known, Brie is fine in here. Brie is not drunk. I meant that Evan and Gibby are both currently consuming the the uh, the Bevos, the alcohol. So yes, Brie Brie is completely sober. Hooligans. Yeah, no, they're not hooligans. <laughs> no, I'm celebrating the win. Yes, yes, a hundred percent celebrating the win. But yeah, we have a lot of things to talk about in this episode. For those that don't know, Willie Domus got traded. Crazy stuff. Uh, it was something that I think a lot of us knew was going to happen sooner rather than later. And it finally happened. He got traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. We have that to talk about. We have the Rays three-game series sweep in Baltimore to talk about it, which I went to game two. And kind of kind of bittersweet now because Adamus made that really great defensive play at the end of the game to get the Rays the win. So I guess, guess that's kind of the silver lining in it, at least for me. And we have the first two games of this Blue Jays series to talk about, which now the Rays are on a nine-game winning streak. So good stuff is happening. But Bree, first off, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I uh, can't complain. Honestly, the Rays are looking great right now, which is the most important thing. And yeah. obviously, we've seen that. Let's talk about this Blue Jays series first. So how are you feeling about, about this team right now? Because going into the Blue Jays series, I was very concerned about what was going to happen with I mean, obviously, they looked really, really good coming out of the Baltimore series, but I was just afraid that they were going to run into kind of like that roadblock being the Blue Jays, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, To be honest with you, I I was okay going into the series. I was like, okay, like, we're we're not going to lose all of them. We might not win all of them, but, you know, but honestly, I know we're going to get into the Willie trade later, but with that news and just knowing how attached our players are to him, I was like, I was really afraid that was going to take all the wind out of the balloon that they had going there. But, um, you know, winning that first game, especially um, the way that they did with, you know, Tyler Glass now not pitching like Tyler Glass now and um, having to come back and really fight for that win. I think that was huge for them. So, you know, once they got that one, I was like, okay, they're going to be fine. But yeah, our, <laughs> they look real good right now. I mean, they're picking each other up. You know, when the pitching does make mistakes, which isn't very often, the offense comes out and, you know, gets some runs up on the board for them. So, yeah, I completely agree with you. They, I, yeah, honestly, I was, like you said, I was very concerned about that first game um, that the, that the Willie trade happened. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was going to, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know how I was going to set the tempo of the series. And I was very freaked out for most of the game. Obviously, G-Man comes in uh, being being the absolute stud muffin that he is, ties the <laughs> game with a two-run bomb. And then, God, that, that extra innings, those, the 10, 11, 12 were so mm-hmm. freaked me the hell out. And then our boy Francisco Mejia comes in out of nowhere and hits an absolute moonshot. Also, Brandon Lott hit two home runs. In that he game, did. I'm say. very proud of him. Yes, and we'll talk about his glasses today. He yes. he he decided to go with the glasses, and it looks really <laughs> strange. And I don't know how comfortable I feel about it. But yeah, yeah, Mejia comes in with the grand slam, puts the Rays up four, and then obviously gets dicey in the ninth inning because why are are in the in the sorry in the bottom of the twelfth because why wouldn't it? That being Vladdy hit a home run. So I mean, Mr. Wagon. Mr. Wagon himself. Dude's got a what? Not gonna lie. His, he drug his 
wagon self all around those bases right there. Unfortunately for the Blue Jays, even Vladdy the wagon, Guerrero Jr. could not save them. So Dude's got a wagon, not going to lie. It's, he does. He's got a wagon. Even with the weight loss, he's still got a wagon. Um, Thank God. We love that for him. Yes. But yeah. A shame. So, <laughs> <laughs> what it's, F's in the chat. It's coming into the season. Vladdy don't got a wagon. Blue Jays fans are suffering. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, Vlad's looking insane this season, which yeah, thank God, because it's been way too long for, for me to wait on this man's greatness. And finally, it's showing up this season. So that's great to see. But yeah, that that first game freaked me out beyond anything. And they got the win, which was great. And then obviously tonight, we get the debut of Taylor Walls, who was not the 20,000th player in Major League history. Oh, he was one gosh. off. Uh, I for, I already forget worst. who number 20,000 was, so that's a problem. He was a backup catcher. Backup catcher so, on the Mariners. That's all I know. Good for him. He's now the answer to a <laughs> trivia question. So, yeah, Look. but he was so close. Taylor was so close. I cannot <laughs> believe how close. I knew, I knew that would happen. That would happen, of course. I was so I was so excited because I was like, oh, my God, just imagine how yeah. just hype that would be. And it didn't happen. But honestly, it doesn't really matter because Walls had a great debut. I know that he botched that ball in the, what was it, the seventh or eighth inning. He botched a pretty easy play. I think it freaked out yeah. a lot of people. Um, I'm sure a lot of Jays. But, I mean, two doubles, the hustle play at the end to get the raise, the insurance run. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, good stuff out of him. Very, very proud of him about that. Great debut. Uh, McClanahan pitches five innings. I don't know. Now, now Bray, I want to get your take on it. Do you think he was taken out a little bit early? McClanahan? Yeah. I mean, just because of the pitch count, like technically, yes, but you know, I am a Kevin Cash apologist, as I've said many times, and looking at it from his perspective and Kyle Snyder's perspective, like the slider was not as good tonight as it usually is. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best offenses in baseball playing in a minor league park, and it's a tie game. So like, I'm not going to be mad about that, and I don't think anyone should be considering the bullpen went in and threw several, what, like four scoreless innings, something like that. Four. Yeah, four scoreless innings. So, I mean, if you're upset about that, don't be. It worked. Um, McClanahan, he's going to get built up. It's not going to happen overnight. He's very good, and the Rays want to make sure that they're using him the way that's going to help them best in the future. So Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think it would be good. Now, he hasn't pitched six, six innings yet. His I think his, his, his high in terms of innings pitched was five and a third. It'd be nice to see him hit six. I think – um, that's probably the next hey, you know if he gets run support then maybe but like this isn't a kind of thing where we're in a tie game and he's not having his sharpest stuff and we're going to keep that's running true. him out there just to build him up you know if it was like a 7-0 game then sure why not that's but. 100% true that's 100% true I, I, I think that his next benchmark is probably six innings that's probably what they're going to go for and I, I think before the end of the season hopefully he'll get stretched out to seven I think he, that's a viable sure thing um but yeah i mean he looked good bullpen looked good um a little bit shaky but bullpen still looked good uh i know I mean, kittridge... they yeah they... who gave up runs i know castillo did and kittridge gave up one did Am castillo give up a run i he thought gave that... a, the homer to oh all right oh you're talking about tonight i was thinking about the other night yeah Cut no, that part only... out <laughs> yeah sorry uh mcclanahan yeah. only gave up the one run and then the bullpen went scoreless but they but they yeah. were a little bit shaky who was shaky I'm trying to think. Was there no? Maybe it was the maybe it was the it was the walls play that 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 made it more shaky. 
um, because a lot of yeah. another guy on base. But I mean, they were pretty. I'll look at the box score because I, I, feel I don't know. Like shaky is the was... right word. Yeah, shaky, shaky might have shaky might not have been the right word. It, it might have just been that one play that kind of made it that made it more. Here, let me go check this quickly. Yeah, Fireson and Fairbanks each had one walk, and Kittredge gave up one hit, and Castillo. Oh, gave up he one came hit. in. Okay, he made his debut. Yeah, Fire he looked made his freaking debut. great, by the way. Well, that's good to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely good to see. He made his debut. His ERA is down to three. Uh, three one this season. I mean, that's not really a big. Kitchers is having a great year. He's having one, <laughs> two, three. Like the hell is going on? Why? Wh- where? Where was he last year? Oh, last year, his nickname. I'm not going to say on the podcast, but. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> you you got to change the uh, the kit part of it. Kind of. Yeah. NSFW, not safe for um, not safe <laughs> for walls. We'll say it's not safe for Taylor. Yeah, but he leads the team and wins. Mr. Kittredge now has one more win than the ace of the staff, Tyler Glass. Now, so that shows you. So basically, Kittredge is our best pitcher. <laughs> I actually think he might he might have the best ERA. Not that those are the best stats. All you stats people don't come after me for talking about wins and ERA, but you know it is pretty interesting though. I got it. I got to agree with you on that one. It is really interesting. He's got a one-two-three ERA this season. And mm-hmm. I know he didn't have a one, two, three inning tonight, which would have been hilarious for the ERA thing. But he gave up a hit, two strikeouts. Fairbanks came in, uh, walked two strikeouts. Castillo gave up a hit, had a strikeout. Yeah, they look sharp. Um, I mean, it's not like they really did much off of Robbie Ray, the offense, at least. Um, Ray had a really good outing, seven innings, five hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts. He's, he's looked good this season. Yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, I mean, the Rays got their got their runs, got their insurance runs later, eighth and ninth inning, get those insurance runs in, which was good. But I think on the whole, it was, uh, I think on the, on the whole, it was a good game. It was nice to see Manny knock in a run. Zunino's got 11 home runs this year, which is just kind of stupid to think about. Mike Zunino is good. He is good. I'm telling you, the mojo, yep. the mojo of Cespedes Family Barbecue is is real and yep. is ongoing. And he had a couple of days off too. I was worried that was kind of kind of throw him off a little, but it did not. It looks like so. That's good. Also, I mean that base running tonight by not only obviously Walls, who basically just pulled a run out of nowhere. But um, Rosarena had some great base running as well, which is always good to see. Ripped his pants going to third, which is hilarious. But yeah, that's fun. Legend I love moves. some good base running. Legend moves from the man's. But yeah, it was a good win. Fantastic first two wins of the series. Obviously, great stuff with great stuff with Taylor. Uh, glad he made his debut. Looked looked really good. Fire Ison. I, I think I'm saying his name right. If I'm not, I'll just call yes. him JP. Because <laughs> it's probably easier to just to call him call GP. Him fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. That's what it is. Fire hydrant. Nailed <laughs> it. Um, so yeah, it good all around good stuff and got the series win, which is the most important thing. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely great stuff. Uh well, why don't we take a quick break here and we are going to come back to talk quickly about the O series and then we'll wrap things up by talking about the Willie Adamas trade on this newest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. So we just talked about the first two games of this Blue Jay series. Now we're going to take it back a few days to this weekend. Wait, no, not this weekend, the middle of the week. I don't even know what day it is. That's a problem. So the, the middle of the week uh, when the race traveled to Baltimore 
and ended up sweeping the Orioles. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but it ended up happening. Uh, I happened to go to game two of that series, which was quite an interesting one. Let's put it that way. Uh, looked like they were down in the dumps, but somehow they managed to find a way back and win. Uh, Bree, what were your thoughts on the series? I mean, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun series. Um, so we were wrong, kind of. I mean, we didn't say Means was going to beat us, but like we said, if anyone was going to, it would be Means, and he didn't. So that's pretty sick. Really good lefty. Rays haven't been great against lefties thus far, but they were good enough against him and the Orioles. So that's a good time. Our offense is on absolute fire, whereas a couple weeks ago, we were like, are they ever going to get a hit ever again? But It's almost like if we complain enough, it'll end up happening. I'm sure that's that's what what did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely what did it. Yeah, so going into that game, because of how well they played on uh, on Tuesday, uh, when I went to the game on Wednesday, I was like, all right, so we're gonna get we're gonna get absolutely slaughtered because Means is on the mound, and I just had that like like straight in going. I was like, it's it's okay. We're we're probably gonna lose Means is pitching. He's got like a one ERA because he's just godly this year, and he was really good to start out the game and then for some weird reason they just got to him and brought the the... third time through you know how it is (laughs) maybe that's what it was i mean that's probably what it was but yeah he um gave up the home run to brasso gave up the home run to randy and then had a liner hit right back at him which freaked me out because i was like please don't get hurt john means i do not want you to get hurt luckily he was fine randy made an insane catch which was probably one of the best catches (laughs) i've ever seen live um, yeah. hit another home run. Uh, our Lord and Savior G-Man again comes in. Uh, the mighty Choi, as 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 Mark Topkin said tonight, came in, hits two RBI singles. I just I don't understand him. And it was funny because he had only had like four. He he had only had like eight at bats. So yeah. his his OPS was like sixteen hundred, and he was batting six hundred after the second hit and it was the funniest thing because my friend was like he's literally batting 0600 right now and I was like yeah I don't get it but like (laughs) he's he's incredible he is (laughs) I don't know if there's adequate words to to there aren't the essence of G-Man Choi there really aren't love him to death (laughs) I can't I don't understand it (laughs) yeah we love him though glad to have him back i'm glad he's doing his thing having fun and i like seeing him at first because we all know i'm a little bit anti yandy diaz but that's okay he's playing well so i can't be that mad yeah i'm i'm with you i it's so much nicer to see him at first no offense to yandy it's just i'm used to g-man at first and also i love seeing g-man splits i mean it's (laughs) an incredible time and it's just a it's one of those modern marvels that you just can't understand, like the pyramids of Giza and then <laughs> like the Babylonian gardens and then G-Man Choi doing a split at first base on a pick. It's just one of those things where it's like you can't under you can't describe it with physics because it's just such an like it's just such an enigma where it's like, wow, I can't believe I just witnessed that. That's incredible. You, no, no reaction to the enigma of, uh, of G-Man Choi. I mean, what reaction can you have? He's just like, I, I, when I said there were no words, I meant there are no words. He's just special. I mean, he is. I, I do have to say that 100%. He is a special man. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts about just that. So 
on, I mean, we could talk about each game individually, however you want to do it in terms of the pitching side of it. But obviously we saw Yarborough pitch without an opener on Wednesday. He had a shaky start, but still got through six innings, which was good to see and bounced back afterwards. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, didn't, did Hill pitch on Thursday? I think Hill pitched yes, he on did. Thursday yeah, and what Patino pitched on Tuesday and then got a cut in his finger. And is it going to be on the IL for a little bit? I'm not sure if it was Tuesday. Who pitched Wednesday? Yarbrough? Yarbrough pitched Wednesday straight up and then they went bullpen. Yeah. yeah. So Patino did pitch Tuesday. Mm. What was your thoughts about the, about the pitching situation over the, over the three game series? Well, Patino and Yarbs weren't particularly sharp, I would say. But, like, they did enough. I mean, like, they didn't give up a ton of runs to where we were out of the game. So, you know, that's fine. Yarbrough is so weird. <laughs> we, were, we were saying before his start, we were like, yeah, let's see if Yarbrough can, like, break the, break the little And we're not trying in. to be mean to him. That's the other thing is, is that, like, throughout this, and we keep saying it, like, we're not saying that he's a bad pitcher. It's just some things don't make sense. And one of them is he can't pitch that's without an opener. Yarbrough is – he's – really good pitcher it's just even this game his first I th- believe it was his first two innings were the worst so like theoretically those would be the innings yeah, that an opener so. would pitch so it's yeah just yeah because he got tagged because uh Mancini hit the two home runs in the first two innings I think yeah which Mancini by the way so good comeback player of the year already mark it down yeah he should be MVP Ooh, that's a take Trey Mancini MVP that's a take I think Shohei Otani might have some words for that but yeah. Mancini's pretty good too. Both both of them can be MVP. They can be co MVPs. Everyone can be MVPs except for like everyone on the Yankees. Yeah. But Rich Hill. Yeah. Rich Hill, he wasn't as sharp as he'd been in his past, I believe, three or four starts, but he still did really well too. How many runs did he give up? Like one, maybe two? I think he gave up just one, if I'm not mistaken. One or two. Yeah. He, he gave up one and he was struggling with command. So like, <laughs> I he mean, looked really good though. Like he looked incredibly good in that start. No, if you look compared to his other ones, his command wasn't there at all. He was fighting through that kind of like when glass now has a bad outing, except for this blue Jays one, his other like bad outings that are actually like, he has to grind through them, but he ends up doing well. That's what Rich Hill did which is the sign of a really good veteran pitcher. So, you know, yeah, I and thought he, it, it was great. He's gotten better in every start, it seems like. Um, since since the start of the season when he really didn't look sharp and it seemed like he was – he like everyone was like, oh, he's a washed-up pitcher. He's really made people have second thoughts, and especially <laughs> me have second thoughts since then because he's located his pitches much better. He's located his curveball much better. His fastballs looked really good. Uh, it's got some tail on it and he's looked like a really, really sharp pitcher. And it's made this, it's made the pitching staff look a lot better than what it was at the start of the season. Yep. And, you know, having someone with his experience, I mean, he's 41 years old. He's been in this game a long, long time. Um, Having his experience for such a young staff is going to be huge. The amount of, you know, just tips and advice with both on and off the field stuff that he can give to the young guys like, you know, Patino, McClanahan, Fleming, um, even even Glass now, honestly. it's That's huge. So I'm really happy he's here, and I hope he can keep shoving. Yeah, I think for us, I think originally, and, and I, I do think that we were very much for it, but I also think that we were a bit hesitant on it just because of 
how old he was, but honestly, he 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 doesn't look like um, he's a washed up forty one year old. He looks like he's still a guy who's dialed Absolutely. in, which I think has been very very helpful for this for this pitching staff to have someone like that who can shove uh, day in and day out. Yeah, the pitching staff needed some stability behind glass now because like it's just been kind of weird with the amount of guys we've had kind of in and out. But um, Rich Hill has really stepped up and been you know, that kind of stability. So like uh, right now we, I know we have McClanahan as like the two starter, but like, you know, he's not completely stretched out yet. So there's some question marks there. Patino, we're still kind of playing around with now. He's hurt. Fleming, same kind of thing. So Yarbrough, is he an opener or starter? I I do like, I mean, that's true, but I do like the guys that we've been throwing out. No, yeah. I have no problem with it. I'm just saying the stability as far as having a set one, two, three, four, five guy. Like the Rays don't have that, which is fine. But I think it's nice having guys that you know you can slot in. Glass now, you know you can slot in. Hill and the rest, everything's gonna fall into place. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm completely with you on that. I will say that so starting out this season, and it is worth noting that uh, the Rays are sending down Honeywell to AAA and are bringing up Michael Walker, uh to start Sunday's game against the Blue Jays. Don't know how much he's going to pitch, but he will be pitching on Sunday. It is worth noting that this rotation at the start of this season was definitely a rotation that a lot of people were very a little bit iffy on because of bringing back Archer, who I know obviously is a guy that we love, but is also was also coming off of some injury problems. A guy like Michael Walker who dealt with problems on the mound recently hill who was an older guy obviously glass now though he's been amazing this season was also unproven in in 2020 and then in the playoffs of 2019 he got he got roughed up a little bit so we didn't know what glass now we were going to get coming into this season yep. and the fact that now we have patino mcclanahan and fleming coming up and we have a pretty steady um guy in hell right now I'm actually really happy with what's happened. And I know obviously we're going to get um, Waka back tomorrow or today. It'll be today when I post it, but it's nice to, it's, it's nice to have seen the, the development and growth and kind of evolution of the pitching staff. And it's only been like a month into the season, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see other teams talk about the depth that they have. I'm not saying teams don't have depth, but like you look at the Rays, how many guys have, been like actual starters so we've got glass now yarbrough fleming archer waka hill mcclanahan um patino i'm probably missing somebody too so that's eight guys that have started games for us and that's like traditional starts i'm not even counting guys that are opening yeah so those are eight guys that oh i forgot honeywell nine so those are guys that i mean that's insane level of depth we are you know almost done with may here and we've had nine guys start games for us. And each of them has given us, it seems like, at least one solid start each. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm really excited with what we have in this pitching staff. And honestly, it's going to get to the point with, you know, Waka coming back and um, eventually Archer coming back where these guys are now competing for spots in the rotation. So, I mean, Waka, like you said, I don't know how much he's going to pitch tomorrow. And a lot of people don't like Michael Walker, but I am a huge Michael Walker fan. And so I'm really hoping he can win one of those spots. Um, yeah, he's been he's been keeping them in games, which is all you can ask. Honestly, I think that the competition is a good thing, like you were just talking about. Yeah, they're going to be competing for spots. So that's going to bring out the best of them instead of bringing out the worst of them. I hope so. 
I hope so too, honestly. Yeah, it would be, I mean, it would be nice if the, if the good part of it can happen instead of them just shitting the bed. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, then we get poop starters and I don't want to get poop starters. I want to get guys who could shove. Yeah. And I'll just add kind of with that competition, the guys that lose out, I mean, they may go to bullpen rolls, but if it's somebody like a Patino, I mean, to me, like if anyone loses a spot right now, it's going to be Patino just in my head, probably Patino or Waka. But so if it's Patino, he's going to be a regular every fifth day starter in AAA, which I think would be good for him. You know, if we can't get him regular starts in the majors, get him regular starts in the minors, get him into a routine. Are you concerned about his velo drop? Or is it, or, or is that, I mean, I think that we discussed that before, but do you think it's because of the difference of the arm slot that he's had? Um, I mean, I guess that's probably the most likely explanation, but honestly, if that's getting his pitches to where they look more deceptive coming out of the hand, I think that's fine with the velo drop. Like, you know, velo is great, but we saw kind of with glass now in the past, his, um, the curve and the fastball coming out of his hand, you could, you could tell the difference out of the hand. So you know, that's kind of why he had to add that slider from the same arm slot as the fastball. Um, so I guess that's kind of the same thing, except, you know, Patino had to actually, you know, change his arm slot for the fastball, which is probably why the velo is down. But if that makes him more deceptive to where hitters can't decide which pitch is coming, you know, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Waka, uh, but it, it definitely looks like the pitching staff is off on the right foot. It looks like the pitching in general for this team, especially uh, in these last few games, has been has been good. Obviously, the Baltimore series was a good indicator that uh, the Rays are, you know, are, the Rays are still rolling. I think we thought they were going to lose at least the Wednesday game, and they didn't end up losing that. So, a testament to the Rays for fighting back, which was a good thing. Uh, but with that in mind, uh, with now us wrapping up the Orioles series, talking about the first two games of the Blue Jays series, that leaves us with one big thing to talk about, which is the Willie Adamas trade. And we'll talk about that right after this quick break on the newest episode of Race the Roof. And we're back for this final segment of this latest episode of Raise the Roof. We've saved the best. I don't really know if it, it's the best, but we've saved the probably <laughs> we've saved probably the biggest news to last. Which the is the moment fact, you're all here for. <laughs> exactly. Which is the fact that the Marlins just dropped their new City Connect jerseys. Oh boy, what great jerseys those are. We we know oh. that you're here for the Adamas <laughs> trade, but like, okay, can we just like talk for like a quick sec about like how nice those jerseys are? Oh my God. Yes. The sugar Brought them games. the good mojo too. Got that walk-off win. Did they win two straight yeah. games as a result of wearing it? Did Did they win the first game of the series, or did they lose to the Mets? Um, I can tell you, they lost to the Mets the first one. Oh, okay. But still, I mean, those jerseys are ten times better than the Red Sox ones, and I I, I like the Red Sox ones, and everyone gave them crap for no reason. Um, but the my oh my god, those jerseys, oh my god, those jerseys are way too nice. Yep, they're way too nice. All right, well, the the reason why you're actually here. So Willie Adams got traded. It was something that, again, a lot of race fans knew was going to happen. We didn't know when it was going to happen, but it happened now in May, which is a little bit weird to think about because I think he would have probably been someone who would have been more of like a trade deadline kind of guy to go, but he went in May, which is fine, uh, I guess, for some people. But, Bree, what were your your thoughts, uh, initial thoughts about the trade? Um, (laughs) Well, when I first saw the thing, my first thought was, oh, no, what about – 
Manny and Randy and Archer and all of Willie's best friends. I was like, that is so sad. But, you know, that's the emotional side of me. Then right after that, my next thought was, okay, what did we get? And then my thought after that was Taylor Walls is coming up because I, I kind of figured it wasn't going to be Wanda Franco. You know, if you've been paying attention, you kind of knew it was going to be Walls. But I am, Walls is one of my absolute favorite prospects. So I'm thrilled. Um, Willie, you know, it, it's sad because of how much he loved this organization, this city and his team. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the Rays just really stocked up on incredible shortstops. And he, you know, he kind of ended up being the odd man out. But, you know, he played his first game with the Brewers. I, I think he got a hit, single maybe. But he looks real good in that Brewers blue and gold. And sad to see him go. But I think it was the right move for the organization. And I think yeah. it's a mutually beneficial move. Okay. I definitely think it's a mutually beneficial move because somehow, some way, the Rays are going to turn those two pitchers into absolute studs. I mean, the one, they're kind of already studs. They don't have to yeah. do much work on these two. That is true. J- JP Fire Hydrant. And um, <laughs> uh, who's the other guy that uh, they had? Yeah, yeah, Drew Rasmussen, right? Isn't that his name? Yep. Yeah, why the hell do they have to have long last names that are like hard to pronounce? Why can't they just have like, why can't it just be like walls? Because like, for the meme of Fire Hydrant just extinguished your franchise. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to say like Rasputin instead or like or like Rasputin, whatever that song is, instead of Rasmussen? I don't know. All I know is he throws gas. So Ra, I'm here Ra, for it. Rasmussen. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's going to become a meme. Just, just wait. But yeah. Um, so when I saw it, uh, I was at, or I didn't see it until like an hour after, because I was at my brother's uh, high school baseball game. Shout out to my brother, Matt, uh, as usual, still playing, uh, still balling out right now for uh, my, uh, I guess my former high school, because uh, high school right now in, in New Jersey, but yeah, I didn't find out until like an hour after. And I was just pissed off more than anything of like Eric Neander, not knowing the fact that I was at my brother's high school baseball game and planning out the trade accordingly so that I could know about it and then tweet it out from the account in due time. So uh, thanks Eric for screwing me up. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that one, buddy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, when I saw it, I was more of just like, Oh, it finally happened instead of like, Oh no, he's gone. Which, I don't know if that's the right way to feel about it, but that's kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we kind of knew it was coming. I was shocked that it was a random Friday in the middle of May during a win streak. Yeah, I but... was shocked that it was in May. <laughs> I didn't think that it was, like like I said, I thought it was going to be more of a trade, uh, like a trade deadline move, well, at least honest, if not a move in like June. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I wasn't surprised that a move was made in May because, you know, these prospects are really forcing the Rays' hand at this point, especially, you know, Bruhan. Like, you know, he's really, I thought it was going to be Bruhan. Oh, my God. I wanted it to be Bruhan. I still want Bru. Like, I'm, I'm more excited about Bruhan than Franco. 100%. Me too. Okay, I, I so said sorry. that. I said that, and I got roasted so hard. Well, don't. But I mean, I it's, it's 100% he's true. He's just more ready. Yeah, like. I mean, Wander's just an anomaly because he's Wander. So, like, regardless yeah. of whatever it is, regardless of what level he's at, you're going to be excited for it, and you're going to want him up at the major league level. But Bruhan is raked so far and is just incredible. And Bruhan like, is exciting because he's ready to go now. That is 100% true. And, it, like, if he was in any other system, he would probably be the number one, number two prospect. Oh, for but sure. in the Rays system, he's, like, a, he's, he's an afterthought because – because Wander's there, which is insane to think about. But Vidal Bruhan is so good. 
And oh man, I really want him up soon because I, I mean, oh my, he's so good. Hey, all, all it's gonna take at this point is you know an injury to a position player. I have to I have to ask this because yes. we're talking about trades right now. Would it be would there ever be a possibility I already know what you're gonna say. that they would trade Lau? Yeah, of course that's a possibility, especially because I don't think they're gonna do it right now because he's not hitting to his potential. So it would be selling low, which the Rays aren't gonna do. However, he is extra valuable because of the contract that he has. So I believe he's signed through 2026. I think he, right? yeah, I think he signed like a six year. No, it, it, it might be 2024 um, because he signed the extension in 2018 and it okay. was, and it was, well, it was a six year extension. Whatever it is, he's got, you know, a lot more time than, you know, probably your average trade piece. So, you know, he's going to be pretty valuable. And, you know, if it ever comes to that, then yeah, absolutely. I don't that's think gonna, that's going to happen. That's going to hit harder than the Longo trade. If that ever happens, I'm going to be absolutely devastated. Listen, I'll tell you what, though. I don't think it will because I really do think that Bruhan is going to see kind of platoon the infield and be like a staple in the outfield, you know? But is he – but, like, does he – does he possess outfield traits is the question. Yeah. I have you, he's been playing center a lot and everyone he, he's been doing great. He likes playing there. He said he like really likes it. So well, that's I could see him sticking as an outfielder. I have another question for you since we're talking about trades and we just mentioned center field. I mean, that kind of basically just, you know, that's yeah. my question, but why haven't they moved KK yet? If, because, if, if we're talking about guys to move and I know KK has yeah. always been the guy that's been, on a lot of people's minds in terms of trades, but why hasn't he been moved yet? I've said this a million and one times, but he means more to the Rays than he's going to to any other team. And that is because he is a face of the team. He's been here for years. He sells jerseys. He's a leader in the clubhouse. Um, Whether you like it or not, I know the Randy thing happened, which wasn't great. But if you look at everyone's postseason interviews last year, They were the ones talking about, you know, KK gave the speech. KK is hyping us up. You know, he is still the leader in that clubhouse and he's well-respected by his teammates. He's solid in the outfield. You know, you really don't have to worry about him out there ever. So, you know, that's why. And if you look, I was, I saw someone tweeted the other day. It might've been Darby, but um, someone's like, if you look at the market for defense first center fielders lately, which we have really good comparisons in Lorenzo Cain, um, Kevin Pillar, and I got it, Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, so Jackie Bradley, Low Cain, and Kevin Pillar, defense first center fielders. They all had really hard times, you know, finding places to play this offseason. So Jackie Bradley took forever to sign. I believe Pillar and Cain did too, to be honest with you. So is, is, just... is Low Cain still on the Brewers or where is he at? Yeah, he's on the Brewers. He's still on the Brewers. So him and JBJ are – is JBJ playing – well, JBJ, he is a center fielder, but he can play corner outfield, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's pretty good in center field, though. I don't know why. I mean, I mean, but then him and Locaine would have – there would be there would be problems there, considerable problems if you're going to try to platoon the two of them. It would just make more sense if you just throw one of them into a corner outfield position and just have the other one man center field. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what they did. I was going to say, JBJ, yeah. I know him, he's played a corner outfield position. Yeah. I mean, those three guys are all really, really talented defenders, but it took them forever to sign because there's just not a market for them. Mm-hmm. And the Rays aren't, you know, the Rays aren't going to just sell KK for nothing unless his contract becomes a huge issue, which it hasn't yet. 
So that's that's yeah. that's a good point. You you bring up a you bring up a very good point there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's the way that I think about the entire thing is is that it's so, so going back to the going back talking about Willie. It absolutely sucks that he's gone, and he was such a key piece to that clubhouse. He, I mean, you could see guys visibly upset, crying when he left. But I think that he knew and everyone else knew that it was going to happen at some point, maybe just not this soon. But, I mean, Willie must have known that that this was going to happen one time or another, that that he was going to – he wasn't going to spend the rest of his career in Tampa Bay because there were guys behind him that – I mean, I mean, they played with him during spring training. Like, I mean, I mean, we know that what was it, the ESPN game where they played the Red Sox. I mean, literally, he was on uh, one of them were doing an interview and like Randy and Wander were just sitting in the background. So, like, he knew that Wander was there. He knew that Vidal Brujan were there um, was there, too. So, like, I mean, he, he knew it was going to happen. I But I mean, that doesn't make the goodbyes still, you know, that, that doesn't make it any easier to say goodbye. Yeah. And just to speak on his character. um, you know, he was often asked about, you know, Franco and Walls and how they were probably going to take his job. And he said, I want to be there for them. I want to help them like while I can in spring training. And, you know, there's nothing but love here. They're great baseball players. Like, you know, he's, he's just a really, really outstanding guy. So I'm thrilled for him. Hopefully he gets some everyday playing time there. I, I Not that he wasn't getting it here, but I hope he can really become a staple for the Brewers because he deserves it. The Brewers yeah, are a great does. team; they deserve it. And I don't, I don't think that they had a steady guy at second. I mean, where did um, where did Hero play? He was a second. I mean, uh, no, yeah, no, they was, they were using what was that short? They were using Hero. some guy Urias or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't but know what's gonna happen to him. Urias, but, I think, or yeah, Urias. That's who it was. But I don't know what's gonna happen to him. But I would assume Willie's gonna be their everyday guy because he should be. <laughs> yeah, he should be. Quite he's, frankly, I believe he was batting six today, actually. So they believe in him, good. which is awesome. He's yeah. insanely good. I mean, I'm glad that they believe in him. I, it's it's actually nice for me because, like I said, I was talking about earlier at the O's game. Uh, the one that I went to was Wednesday's game, and obviously Willie made the great play, defensive play at shortstop mm-hmm. to get the force out at second base to end the game. So it's kind of a great memory to think about as a yeah. as a guy who uh, who was a great defensive player, obviously. Everyone's going to remember the relay game. Well, what was it? Three or four of the AODS in 2019. Game four. Um, yeah, fantastic relay. Uh, obviously, walk-off home runs. Helped them get to the World Series last season. Uh, he only played here for a few years, but um, quickly he became a fan it, it favorite. It felt like he was here for a very long time, which it honestly felt like how important he was. Yeah, it felt like way longer than 2018. Yeah. Way longer so, than 2018, but he's, yeah. I mean, he's going to be missed big time. We, we love him to death. We do, but I think that we're, and, and I think the, the, the thing that was really nice, especially about everything was that when we saw the reaction of the Durham Bulls, when Taylor Walls got called up, I think that pretty much says it all as to, as to where this organization is, because I mean, my goodness, the Rays have such a loaded organization. It's insane. So I'm beyond excited to see what, what Taylor's going to do. I mean, he almost had a home run in the first major league or first major league hit was almost yeah. a home run. So, I mean, the guy can rake and this team, Jesus Christ, this team is so good. <laughs> yeah. Like all of you listening, I don't know. I don't know if you guys 
I mean, I mean, I can't, I don't know if I can even wrap my head around how good this organization is top to bottom. I mean, you almost, it doesn't feel like it sometimes because we don't have all those big names and, you know, you got the Yankees out here running out all their stars and whatnot and people sitting there calling us a poverty franchise. (laughs) But I mean, this team is so ridiculously deep. Our AAA team could beat major league rosters. I there's no doubt in my mind. And even without you know, terror guys, walls, they they would still destroy major league. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah. The Durham Bulls are outstanding and that's that's our future and they're really not that far away. And it's going to be sad because quite frankly, Willie is probably not the last one to get traded out of this group that we've had for the past few years. Um he's probably quite frankly the first to go you know we might see guys like Brasso well, Snell too. and Snell Snell Pendle, might have been yeah. like the actual first guy and now yeah, Willie's the second guy yeah so uh, don't talk I to mean, me about Wendell come on why you gotta say I that know. I don't want Joey forearms come on yeah and like he's one that I don't think it's gonna happen now um yeah but we just have to be prepared and know that as all of these guys and their time in a raised uniform, we've got some really, really special ones that are going to step up and fill those roles. Wander so. better be here for at least a decade, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- you know what? The Rays better be here for at least a decade. My God. Damn we won't straight. get into that, but. <laughs> Damn straight, but that's a, good, that's a good way to end it. So I think with that, uh, we're going to end this newest episode. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to us. I know I didn't say it at the front, but if you guys aren't following us on social media, what are you doing? Uh, we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, if you want to consider that a social media platform, but we're on there too. Uh, Raise the Roof TV, make sure to follow us all, all over there. Our website, raisetheroofTV.com. Uh, comments, con- questions, concerns, anything like that that you guys have for the podcast for us, RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. Make sure to email us there. We'll get back to you guys as soon as we can. For this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share this, leave a review, all that good stuff. So for me and Bree, thanks for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby.